Jennifer. Good afternoon, Ed. Good afternoon, Josh. I don't know why we went with afternoon because it's actually evening in all three places. <laughs> I know. I was like, whatever. Just you just, just like to keep us on our toes. What's funny is that there, if, I'm sure if you listen back to that, you'll hear Jennifer have this hesitation, like, am I just gonna go with this? Yeah, there whatever. I'm not gonna just correct gonna go him. I'm just gonna ride this one out. Just gonna, just gonna play it through. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jen, and Ed. You can find us online at Gleeful Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, or I'm sorry, you can find us online at GleefulPodcast.com, on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Bernal, she's at Jenny B. Creative, he's at Edward Giordano Jennifer. I'm at six, I was, oh, sorry. Oh, what? Wait, you moved? No, 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 no. I was, I was going to complain, because I gave a tweet out earlier in the week saying, thank you for everyone getting me to 700, and I got to 702, now I'm back down to 699, Aww. so, so help me out. Uh-oh. It's, it's all those point accounts, that's it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know some of them aren't real, but that doesn't mean I don't like the, the high number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set up a couple of fake ones and, and follow you, okay? Awesome. All I need is one. I, I was I was very happy with 700. Yeah. Didn't uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris gave a prize to his three millionth follower? He just, he was like, well, I'm at three million followers. You get the ducky tie. <laughs> He's wearing yeah. on How I Met Your Mother. I don't think he has to wear it anymore. I think he finished. But he was supposed to wear a ducky tie for a year. He got out of it. He got out of the bed on the show. Because somehow it wasn't fair. I fi- Yeah, whatever. There was a, yes, something, <laughs> there was something a loophole. changed. There was yeah. a loophole. But it was very funny. We he had to just, wear a ducky tie for like three episodes. Um, so yes, well, welcome to Glee for Podcast. We're back. We have a, an episode of Glee to discuss, which we're all very excited about. Um, but the big Glee news of the week, other than a Blaine shower scene, is, of course, Glee renewed for season four. Yep. So we will find out what happens when, uh, if people go to New York, looks like some people might be going to California. My hunch is that they're all Well, going to California Lima. would make more sense as they are in California. Oh, you mean that they shoot in California? Yeah, like, like then they don't have to, like, spend as much money. Cheaper budgets. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know what? It, it This particular episode brought back the conversation or the debate that we've had about whether or not the show should follow the, you know, these students where they go elsewhere or if it should stay, you know, in the Glee Club in, in Lima and just have new students roll through. And it just... I think it just kind of reinforced my my belief that it needs to stay in high school because okay, say say Finn and Puck two go off to California, why they're not going to just like what are they going to do? Have them just break into spontaneous song while they're cleaning people's pools? Like <laughs> At they're, least once. they're not going to be in a Glee club. They're not going to be in a um, a theatrical setting. I I don't. I mean, Maybe this is their way of getting rid of. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I, and maybe. I mean, I mean, like maybe, maybe we're both wrong. Yeah, we've had this debate several times. Yeah, maybe we're both wrong because it's going to be a little bit of both. Like we're yeah. going to get a little high school and a little Rachel Berry, yeah. Kurt and Finn, and then other people just vanish. Well, maybe, maybe Puck cleans, um, you know, pools for you know Kanye West or something, and then ends up being discovered, or you know. And then he has music videos or something. I don't know. But it's just, it's, I'm just finding it harder and harder to accept that we will continue to follow them as their lives become more um, or less about the Glee Club. Yeah. I was going to say more normal, but <laughs> just, just less about the Glee Club. <laughs> They're not normal. There's nothing um, normal. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, was Glee ever really about the Glee Club? <laughs> I mean, that was what really was real That's so terrible. It's the only excuse to get them all in the same room together. Yeah. Or except for, for an impromptu wedding. We do come back to this sh- this topic a lot. I think yeah. possibly because it's such an interesting thing to discuss. You know, it's it's kind of one of a kind on television to a certain extent. Um, but I, I also think we come back to it a lot because we're kind of looking for hoping that the future brings better and brighter things. Uh, but we do have eight straight episodes, so that's exciting. Uh, straight through to the finale? Yep. We, I believe it's to the finale, yeah. Wow. But we have, they said it's eight new episodes of Glee, uh, so well, there shouldn't on, be that many more breaks. This was episode 11, so there's only 19 episodes this season? I don't think so. No, then it must be just a break. Um, because but, yeah, they said that that we have eight. The the promo said uh, mm-hmm. the first of eight new episodes of Glee. So I assume okay. that means but, we have a we're going to go through without another big, big yeah. break again, which will be nice. That'll take us into May. So then they'll have finale in June or something. That's I guess, usually when you have a finale. I thought it was yeah. in May. Of maybe well, I, I can look this up on Wikipedia. As yes. you see. It's, ha- you it's happening. Thank you, Ed. Ed, go ahead and look it up. While you look that up, Jennifer, I'm going to ask you, Big Brother, give me the temperature. What do you think of Big Brother? Um, I think <laughs> I really have to kind of qualify this. I think if this episode aired any other time during the year... Except for the premiere after a break, after a very big emotional cliffhanger, I might have enjoyed it. But because it was eight weeks after waiting and how, you know, there should have been a Quinn episode or a Quinn-centric episode, I, I didn't care for it. I'm, I'm, I just... I try. I mean, maybe by the end of tonight, maybe by the end of talking about it and hearing other people's opinions, maybe I'll start to to focus more on the the good of it. But um, I thought that it was extremely insulting the way they just sort of dismissed everything. I think when they did actually have minor confrontational moments, it, they were very weak and ill-timed. I think that, um, you know, hinting at, you know, her having... A breakdown yet again, you know, because she's so in denial about her actual condition. I just, I was so so let down. I I agree. I I <laughs> totally agree. I think I think the struggle I have with this episode is that if if we ha- came back today and had a big Quinn episode, and then next week was this episode, I think that would be okay. Mm. But you can't have this episode. I mean. We we freaking ended the the previous you know we go into a break with Quinn getting hit by a car mm-hmm. and then the next image I mean imagine if you watch this straight through you see Quinn get hit by a car and the next image you see is uh, Rachel and Finn walking down the hallway oh yeah and talking about their wedding not it about was, the not about the you know their concerns or the well being of their so so close friend that they had to possibly oh. Hi. Oh, excuse <laughs> us for a second. Sorry, we have a oh, we have sorry, someone at the door. Casting. You finish. Oh. Uh, oh. And we're back, Jennifer. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, Quinn was such a close friend to them that they had her in her, their wedding party, but yet, you know, they're they're starting off the the episode with them talking about you know how their wedding was interrupted. Or, you know what their yeah. plan should be for their wedding. Yeah, I mean, I it really was really expected, insulting. Like, yeah, exactly. I felt this needed to be an episode that started with them in a hospital. Is she going to live or is she going to die? Yeah, she survives, but she's in a wheelchair. How is Quinn going to deal with that? Like that's an episode right there, and he, yeah. and it, and you don't need like Matt Bomer was fun, and and I liked that aspect of it, but yeah. these two concepts didn't play together for me and so you ended up with Quinn getting short shrift and I think that Plain Plain that's that's actually kind of how I felt about him in this episode Um, I think that Blaine and Cooper you know they they, I like that plot line I thought that was fun and I thought that Matt Bomer was really funny and it was some of the absurdity that we don't get so much uh, these days um, on the show and so I really like that aspect of it and and I thought that uh, that Sue's storyline was kind of interesting and, and made stuff. sense. OMG, it made sense. Her motivations, OMG. Exactly. That's how I felt. Yeah. So I liked all that stuff, but 
I didn't think those had any place in this episode. You can't have as big of a cliffhanger as we had and then come back and like just kind of brush, you know, suddenly Quinn's in a wheelchair. Like, what about the freaking coma? Like, she didn't mm-hmm. have a scar on her and her no. freaking beetle got rolled by a giant truck. Like, there okay, was we not... didn't see it roll, but we knew that's what was going to happen. It, it was happened. not, exactly. She freaking got hit. Yeah, she got T-boned by a truck. She got T-boned by a truck on the side where the driver doesn't want to get T-boned. I just, it just really bothered me that we didn't get that moment, you know, um, of of actually wondering if she was going to live or die or not. We had eight weeks of wondering. I'm surprised that you're complaining about this, honestly. Okay, go ahead, Ed. What did you think? Because it's like, I go back to the single ladies football scene where Kurt suddenly wants to do football and suddenly he's good at it. Like, it's kind of... (laughs) It's it's kind of the same thing. Like, like I feel like holding this against them is like holding Glee against being Glee. Glee does this. They like they give you a cliffhanger and they just like forget. They just like they just they just skip to the next level. They're like whatever. You you could have you could figure out what happened in between <laughs> where we left you off and what where we picked up. You're fine. You're fine. They yeah. do this all the time. But it's, usually it's, like, it's not that big a deal, though. Like, this was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but, I mean, but like, they do it on small things, so I'm not surprised that they're doing it on big things. Like, this is, I feel like these kind of jumps are, are kind of what makes Glee be Glee. I mean, we had more hospital time and more concern and question about the well-being of Bert. You know, because, one of the kids' we were fathers. Actually, because it was... <laughs> but she was... It actually moved the plot line along and... Yeah. Quinn, Quinn being like in this like that area like really didn't affect anyone <laughs> as much as you would like to think it would. So I so every people in the chat room are are uh, largely rising to Ed's defense and 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 I, I mean I get what you mean Ed I understand mm-hmm. that this is what Glee does but it's not going to stop annoying me. Like at no point, I'm not that person. Like there are people that are going to happily take their entertainment as it stands and good or bad, they're going to go, well, well, would you, you would know, you rather have had a whole episode of just like in the hospital? Cause that yeah. could have been the other thing. That, that would have been like, awesome. Do we okay. actually have some like emotional depth and like okay. exploration of character? Oh, that would have been great. Are, are you talking, about, like, are we talking about the same show? This is, that isn't Glee. But that used to be Glee. Like we have had those episodes before. Like we've had three, we, three episodes ago. Karofsky got that. Exactly. We he got a, that much attention. A really deep emotional exploration of humanity uh, of mortality and that was even more so what this you know was i mean a real this this really could have been an an exploration of like holy crap you know because now what we had was don't text and drive look at me i'm in a wheelchair and we all we have is her saying it but if we actually see her in a bed like if that's the point uh, if we actually see this character in a bed, we actually see this person fighting for their lives. Think, we don't I, know if I they're going to make it or not. All, that you're like, going to remember. I mean, Ryan Murphy could say what he wants about it, but I think he's just ultimately mad that Quinn's getting all these big roles. <laughs> like, just, so, she's like, getting he's, big roles. So he, so he, so she, he doesn't want like he doesn't want to give her the satisfaction of having an episode like. Like, oh, no, is Quinn okay? He, he does not want to give her that. He's like, no, you are in pain, and then you are fine. There will be no gratification for you. Well, then he maybe should have had another student, yeah. you know, get T-boned by a truck. Who else could you T-bone, though? You T-boned Tina, and she, they'd be, like, forgetting that she was in the hospital. Oh. And then you T-bone, like, you T-bone Santana, and the entire episode would be Santana going up to heaven and be like, no. I will not do this. <laughs> this is not how this is ending. Yeah, exactly. Slightly yeah. um, more amusing, yes. Typo tweeted, uh, if there was a hospital episode, there would be, there, there are many jokes about how a car song would be appropriate. Uh, <laughs> that would be funny at the end. Then, you know, who's going to drive you home? Aww. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Well, it couldn't be any more cheesy than still standing. Seriously, it's that like the so worst like, Elton John song. Like one of my ever. favorite Elton songs. Are you I'm so me? sorry. <laughs> I, I thought it was fun. Like, I thought I'm Still Standing was fun. And uh, I just, yeah, <laughs> I, it, for me, it, it felt like 
I'm not ready for her to be over it yet. Like, mm-hmm. I still need to see her. You know, I, we invest a lot of emotion in these characters. And so if I'm going to be, you know, spending this much emotion with them and kind of living with them uh, and vicariously through them and relating to their emotional struggle, it's like she's already in the chair and she's already over it. Like, yeah. it was just too quick. If the, Again, if this episode came next week, I think it would be fine. I, I would love to see this episode next week. Uh, well, I was just seeing it this pull week. Pull it up on your TiVo. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That's my boy. Well, I mean, the, the other thing that really bothered me was <clears throat> that Quinn and, um, or actually Rachel, you know, has her, her teary, guilt-ridden speech in front of everybody. And I'm like, that's something that, you know, everything that she said in front of everybody looking for a public forgiveness from Quinn, she should have said, I mean, that should have been like something that was handled in the hospital. Like, you don't wait for your maid of honor or one of your bridesmaids to, (laughs) you know, heal, get back to school, figure out how to work a wheelchair, recover from any signs of an accident, and then say, it's all my fault, I was texting you. It is that that is kind I'm of like, funny. That though, was that just like too little, too late. By by the definition of the episode, we saw no one bothered to visit her in the hospital, or she was like in and out in a day. Yeah, she's like I'm good. Crush, I'm in a chair, but crush I'm good. fine. But yeah. yeah, no, she was she was out later that day. God. Yeah, that was a what what they don't tell us is this is actually the next day from the <laughs> yeah. wedding. It just <laughs> happened. Now. Now it all makes sense. Like, oh, it's the next day, whatever. Yeah. I know. I know my my distance is being terrible. I will work on that. I'm just voting for Elise right now. Well, vote for Elise while you're in front of your microphone. True. (laughs) It's hard to type, though. Let's uh, let's listen to a song. We're pretty far in. We'll listen to a song. We'll uh, we'll talk about some stuff that I know people want to talk about. We're just keeping pace with the show. Yes, exactly. Was it like 20 minutes in before they had a second song? Uh, Here's a bit of uh, the the. Duran Duran mashup, Hungry Like the Wolf, and Rio on the Gleeful Podcast. Woman, you want me, give me a sign. And catch my breathing even closer behind. So this was our Blaine Cooper and I'm sorry, Blaine Anderson and Cooper Anderson uh, mashup on the episode with Matt Bomer as our guest star. Ed, what did we think of Matt Bomer playing Cooper Anderson? I thought he was relatively close to awesome. Like, <laughs> like actually, awesome. like, like Sue was fawning over him. I mean, he's the hottest gay man I can think of in the world. So. Definitely Not, approve. I don't know. Hottest gay man in the world. Jennifer, hottest gay man in the world. Didn't Australia win that? They just did... Um, um, they, they had a world competition for the hottest gay man. I think Australia oh, won. Oh, an Australia one? Yeah, I think. Right. No, I could be wrong. Um, oh, I, th- I liked him. I really liked him. I, I thought he was all sorts of fun... And um, self-absorbed and oblivious in a in a really cute, funny, charming way. He, I, I enjoyed him. I thought he was funny. I have a problem with his facial hair. Um, because he had I a did, nitpick on something. I, I did. Well, you have to. I have to. <laughs> he's okay? just super. He's awesome. I've never seen him in anything. I mean, I guess I'd seen yeah, him in true. the Texas Chainsaw thing, but I don't remember him in that. He was in Texas Chainsaw. The beginning. Which one? I don't know. One of the remake ones. Obviously. Really? I had yeah. no idea. I've seen them all, but I don't really remember the beginning, the one with right. Sophia Bush. Yeah. Maybe it was that one. Um, oh, I don't know. Yes, I, I thought uh, I thought I thought he was funny, you know. I I uh I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it, he, he was funny. He did some funny stuff. I think I mean, he did he did what a <laughs> What you say? He did what you he did what a guest star should do. He moved the plot along without making it all about himself. 
And that's, that's what I true. say a, a guest star should do. So. And this is one of the pure Blaine episodes I think we've ever had. Um, well, I where mean, it wasn't like, Blaine uh, and Kurt. It like, was Blaine, just Blaine. like, like, it's like the storyline to song ratio for Blaine is like crazy, oh, yeah. crazy <laughs> disproportionate. And then you have like, then you have Rachel who's who's actually veering on pretty even. So they're like, oh, maybe we, maybe we should get to Blaine. Maybe he should have a backstory. He needs to have some kind of problem. Well, his personal life seems okay, and everything's going okay with Kurt, and Sebastian didn't really go anywhere. Let's introduce a long-lost family member. <laughs> <laughs> and give him some self-esteem issues. It, yeah, they, they've been trying to give Blaine some depth, uh, you know, and justify, like, Blaine as a cage fighter. Or Blaine in the Fight Club. <laughs> it seems like they're trying to give Blaine some depth. Yeah. It's fine, you know. We spend we spend so much time with him because he's such a fan favorite. Why not give him a little depth? You know, I mm-hmm. I still think one of my favorite Blaine moments was when he was you know kind of vulnerable and and uh, flawed in the in the first time episode. But I really like I, I, I like Deep Blaine, and I think that Darren Chris can carry it pretty well. So um, so yeah, it was it was fun to see uh, in the chat room. Uh, oh, I just lost it. And it was good too. Where'd it go? Um, in the chat room, Angie Mo thirty says, "I think my eyes got a cavity with all the eye candy." Woo-hoo! That's right. <laughs> uh, it was de- it was a hot boy episode. There's no there's <clears throat> no doubt. Yes, and Irish Mike says, "Talk about the shower scene and move on." Uh, so <laughs> that that scene came so far out of nowhere. The shower scene was like that was seriously just like somewhat like Ryan Murphy had a to do list. And one of them was put Blaine in a shower scene. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a little odd because I mean, okay, fine. We we started off the the series with Finn singing in the shower. That's true. But it wasn't lit so dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so. It was more like, oh look, we're kind of like scanning into a, a locker room. Oh look, there's somebody there. Okay, but this one was sort of like oddly voyeuristic and and a little too intense. It was pretty funny. But, the uh, the yeah. uh, the structure of that shower scene was was I mean the whole sequence the whole uh, fighter sequence was was reasonably comedic. But we just listened to "Hungry Like the Wolf," which was their du- their duet at the beginning when they were kind of performing uh, and and trying to compete, you know, for for the audience's attention. Uh, Ed, who do you think won? Was it the older or the younger Anderson? I was very much confused by the vocoder on Blaine's voice. I was like, yeah. uh, uh like we're, I, I guess I shouldn't I should just take it for granted. I just I was just confused. <laughs> and beyond that, um I, I don't know. They're both good. I guess I guess I I have to give it to Matt Boomer, I guess. I, I guess. I feel I feel like I'm going to be getting crazy hate mail, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think the definite winner in in that scene was Santana. (laughs) Yeah, what was that? Her reaction was sort of just like so full of shock and awe that she was. Yeah. It was hysterical. Even Brittany looked a little stunned. I think I'm confused. The the best reaction in the episode was Brad during one of the booty camp scenes. When Sue threw Mercedes' phone. Yeah, and Brad's was, like, awesome. <laughs> he was so happy and he shaved his beard. He trimmed his hair. Yeah, so he was kind of like, whoa. And we hadn't seen Brad in a little while. A long while. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, the the the, um, the first performance, I mean, the whole the whole thrust with Matt Bomer being kind of the, the ignoring older brother, much older brother. Um, and kind of <laughs> coming back to Lima, you know, kind of the show likes to play with these dark sides of fame characters, I think, a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, between Matt Bomer and April Rhodes. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and Shelby Cor- Corcoran. Like, mm-hmm. we get these characters that kind of tried to Ryan. go out. Yeah, Brian Ryan did it too. Yeah. That tried to win out in the world to be successful and either failed or didn't quite succeed to the point that they were hoping, so they end up back in Lima. Apparently, those are the only people that live in Lima, people that want to get out, people that come back. Yeah. Yeah, and they and if they do come back, it's only temporarily, just so that they can rebuild their self-esteem, feel better about themselves, and move on again. Yeah. Uh, it, I did love, though, how... It, it, apparently, in all the time that Kurt and Blaine have spent together, Blaine never mentioned, oh, that guy in the commercial that apparently plays all the time that you know? That's my brother. You should recognize <laughs> that. Well, he did say that he plays it down. Drink. 
right? Yes, that's true. He did say that, yeah. Uh, so we had that. We also had Fighter, uh, which was a, Christ- or is a Christina Aguilera song from back in the day. Uh, we can go ahead and take a listen to that. But I'm going to go ahead and just start it because the opening chatter line or talking line was so comedic. I think we all need to enjoy it as a group. Uh, this is Fighter on the Gleeful Podcast. After all you put me through, you think I despise you. But in the end, I want to thank you, because you made me that much stronger. Well, I thought I knew you, thinking that you were true. Guess I, I couldn't trust. Call your bluff, time is up, because I've had enough. You were there by my side, always down for the ride. But your joy ride just came down in flames, because your greed told me how to shame. This was like my jam of 2003. Like this song, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's Respect and Dolly Parton 9 to 5 were literally the three songs that I had on repeat for like an entire year. And I realized that's an interesting collection. The, the challenge I have insightful. with this one, the challenge I have with Fighter is I think the song is really kind of anonymous and what? not all that exciting. But I think what? when Chris, wait, I'm not done. Okay. But when Christina Aguilera does it, because she's so good, she made it great. So when Blaine does it, I just hear more of the that I hear that the song isn't as good. Like I, I didn't think this was just I just didn't think this was a good song for him. This isn't quite his wheelhouse, and so because I think the song is not particularly strong, strongly written song. It just kind of fell over for me. It's so uh, funny that you say that because I literally, like, when I when I when I was watching the episode, I was like, "Oh my god, I love Fighter!" And I looked, I was like, "I never looked up the songwriter for that." What other great songs has he written? And then I went through his page, and I didn't find very many songs that I liked that he wrote. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm disappointed." <laughs> I think it was just yeah. I think like that this this is one of those songs like a lot of Christina Aguilera's early songs. They were not particularly great songs, but she's so good that it works. And so when uh, you this, have... this one has so much emotion I, for me, I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. I'm biased. It's okay. I guess. Well, there you go. Um, I'm and I, we I had could... the three Blaine songs in this one. We had "Hungry Like the Wolf," "Fighter," and "Somebody That I Used to Know." You know, it doesn't. It didn't feel like that many. Is that like half the show? Because it doesn't. Like it doesn't. It didn't feel like he had half the performances. We actually I guess... had. Uh, we actually had three Blaine songs and two Artie and Quinn duets. We... So he had more than half the show, and yet I don't even feel that way about it well i mean to me it feels even more unbalanced because the the quinn and Artie duets were they were such montage songs and that like there was so much other stuff going on mm. in the background that i never really felt like they were their songs it was just sort of background music to me well at least the one when they went to the skate park yeah. And um, yeah, that awkward moment they, when they go to Six Flags instead of Cedar Point when they live in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know there was a Six Flags in uh, Ohio, but uh, yeah. So it was just—I mean, I didn't—I didn't think the, uh, the 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 Quinn and Artie songs were that impactful. They, they, their voices don't quite link as much as I think I would have liked. Um, you know, Still Standing was fun. Up, 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 I've never heard before. Um, I thought, see, I was excited because I thought it was the Jason Mraz song, Up, and it wasn't, and I was sad. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to look up, do you know what the, the Up, Up, Up song is? No, or? I have no idea. I was. I thought, when I when I saw the song title, I was like, oh, is it the Jason Mraz song? No. 
there, yeah, there's so many songs I can think of, like, off the top of my head, I can think of three songs that are, like, Up, 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 or Up, 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 or something And like that was that. none of them? <laughs> that, and that wasn't one of them, so I'm like, well, I'll just take it. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, Asha Grant says that Six Flags is seven hours away from Lima, Ohio. Wow. Uh, so... That's is it in hilarious. technically is it technically in Ohio? Well, is anything 6 7 hours away in Ohio? <laughs> Can you get 7 hours from Lima and still be in Ohio? Is that true? That's mean? what I'm trying to ask. It's I don't think it was state. that big of a don't, state. It's a pretty big state, don't. I've no I'm, idea. I'm I've not never been there. I'm not mocking it. Oh, I've, wait, no, I have I've been driven there through it and I stayed in a town without a name, but I don't recall how big it was. Yeah, I compared don't to the other states, either. I was driving through the same week. Um, so, uh, but yes, they did go to Six Flags Magic Mountain, which oh, I don't know how many, I don't know how often you've been there, Jennifer, but I've been there a gazillion times. Oh, here, well, I've, yeah. I've been about four, five times. Oh, so Kate Moore says there's a Six Flags near Chicago. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've been to that one several times. That's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yes, yeah, so that was kind of <clears throat> funny that they went there. Yeah, it, it was. That that scene was cute. I mean, the the um, skate park that is filled with uh, that's filled with disabled people was. I, I'm going to say hilarious because the con, you know the fact that like the show's like this totally exists um, is kind of hilarious. But it was a neat message, and and mm-hmm. I kind of like the concept, and and it was something I'd never seen before. Like I've seen so many scenes in movies and shows where you go to the skate park and everybody's really good, and it's kind of hilarious that they're all so good. But I actually didn't know that there was such a large culture of um, of that you know the skate park culture for disabled people and that mm-hmm. you know that the, there were even people that you know skateboarded with one foot and things like that i've never actually seen that before so i thought that was pretty cool that concept mm-hmm. uh and yeah i mean i don't know how do how do you guys feel quinn and Artie as a couple i don't think it's gonna happen i don't know that i want it to happen but it is kind of fun to see Artie being in the mix a little bit like it would kind of be nice to see already in like a functional relationship a little bit i don't know i kind of went back and forth uh jennifer quinn and Artie is a couple well i i don't i don't foresee them being a romantic couple but it is nice to see that Artie can be the strong one for somebody because other than you know the time when he kind of took over as director for their show he's not really had a very strong role or presence in uh in the group so i mean now he gets to be a mentor to somebody and Mm -hmm. and 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 reach out and and be the strong one and i think that's that's a neat thing to see um you know like when he was showing her the 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 ramps and so forth um and, and being very encouraging and um and yeah i'm sure i mean there has to be something there has to something bigger has to come I, I, they can't just dismiss the entire thing because at some point she's either going to find out she's in the chair forever or yeah. she is going to walk and if you know if she's in the chair forever that's going to crush her and if she starts to walk then that's going to crush Artie. so there there is a big dramatic payoff out there somewhere um so them as a couple, I'll be interested to see how it evolves. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit on the deeper dramatic payoff, and the thing that I think will be really interesting to see is um, the conflict between them. You know, mm-hmm. Artie knows he's going to be in the chair forever unless he magically gets those crazy uh, legs that disappeared after they one ran out scene. of batteries. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, thought they, I thought they said they were mysteriously stolen the day after he got them. Yeah, that's what they they wrote that off. And was it like the <sighs> next Christmas episode or something? They just yeah. explained it away. It's so weird that they got stolen the day after. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so lazy. <laughs> I, I, there is an interesting emotional conflict between these two characters. Um, and, you know, there's a very good chance, I think, because it's Diana Agron and and. Uh, uh, no, you know, they, I, I think that they're going to want to make her walk again. Uh, the writers are going to make want to make her write again or walk again. And so I think that uh, we're probably going to see a bit of that conflict where Artie has to deal with the fact that she's going to be okay and he never will. I, I, I think there's a lot of cool emotional depth there. And I do look forward to watching that play out 
if it plays out. Uh, but I think it, I, I do look forward to the opportunity for that playing out. There are a neat couple. Um, it, it, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's something to it. I don't know. Ed, Quinn and Artie is a couple. Not possible, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I will... I will, like, let you live in your fantasy land. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. I have a nice house there. Uh, it's kind of a vacation home. Um, I populate it with uh, um, talking trolls. They have big hair. If they're bad, I spin them and their hair fluffs out. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and like, take a listen to Up, Up, Up. We just uh, we just discussed it. We can go ahead and take a listen to it. While no, we, no, we, we have to have montage moment right now. We can't focus on the singers. <laughs> That's right. Montaging. Okay. We are going to montage while we listen to Up, Up, Up. And Ed looks up who actually, uh, where this song is from on the Gleam of Podcast. Yeah, we up. Yeah, we up. Yeah, we up. Yeah, we up. in the chat room that this song is by the givers yeah i did some searching and it was very not easy to find that information (laughs) um so sue was i don't know how i feel about this sue baby storyline i we've we've also got a new bad guy uh or what looks like will be the new sue in uh, in the new coach uh which i am incapable of liking because she at one point was on a real housewives of something um i think she still is there you go so i have to like her even less um but i'm i don't know help me guys uh ed sue the baby how do you feel about that where are we going here i think it has more potential than the sue wedding (laughs) (laughs) definitely um I definitely could see it being emotional growth time for Sue that she'll quickly forget. And <laughs> that that's 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 what I, that's what I got for you. She, I mean, she's probably gonna lose the baby. Let's be honest. She's probably gonna lose. Like, I, I don't think that'll happen. I mean, I think that if I I don't know. I think that might be too mean. Um, you know, I think that Sue is a mother. There's so, there's some interesting potential for plot there. And then television is littered with babies that were had and then never shown on, on their shows again. Um, so there's certainly a history of that. Uh, I mean, she does have right. a Hispanic uh, maid. <laughs> it's true. It. <laughs> there's, there's definitely more potential to uh, the Sue baby than to the Sue wedding. Um, Jennifer, Sue baby. Sue baby. Um... Well, I mean, they've made it pretty evident that she will have a, a baby girl with Down syndrome. and Yeah, that, that seems pretty much where we're headed. Yeah, and I mean, and, um, it, it will, I mean, having a baby would impact your life and put a, put a wrench in your uh, career plans, at least for a little while, unless you have <laughs> unlimited means. And um, I mean... She obviously had a very special connection with her sister and uh, similarly has a very special connection with Becky. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much of her life she wants to step back from and devote to to this child. So, yeah, I mean, so maybe 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 they're phasing in Roz because Sue can 
you know, will step down to be assistant coach or, mm. or part-time coach or something. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. When you think about Sue's whole thing is like, uh, you know, I'm I'm all foc- I'm going to be focused on being a mother. I'm really into being mm-hmm. a mother now. And then as soon as her position on the uh, cheerleading squad gets threatened, she's like, okay, I have to defend it. Yeah, you know, I, have to, I have to fight for my spot. And it's it's, it's not to say that you know a, a single mother can't raise a child and have a career. It's just that you have to you know there's only 24 hours in a day, and if your career occupies you know 15 hours of those days, then yeah. you have to you know be realistic about what you can offer the child. So it'll be interesting to see how. Um, you know what what she decides to do with that time i think she's going to hook up with puck and uh, puck is going to help raise the child um bring it to california with him (laughs) that's what we've learned uh yeah you know it's it's an interesting plot line Uh, it's one of those that i'm kind of i i i like aspects of it i mean i think that there's a certain vulnerability that we see in sue Mm -hmm. that's that's interesting and and i like that every time roz comes on we get the the digs you know we're getting some (laughs) of those lines that we used to get where you're like oh my god i can't believe they said that on television yeah Um, oh my god roz says some seriously horrible things and i you know like but they're funny you know they're funny horrible and yeah and we lost a bit of that as Sue got nicer. So, <laughs> well, there was at one point when she was going off on Sue, and like then, you know, you think about all, all the horrible things that Sue has saw, said and done to other people. You're sort of like, yeah, I'm not, I don't feeling so bad. But then she goes, you know, she goes even further in her rant against Sue, and I swear, like Figgins, like kind of just, you know, he's just. He's just sort of recoiling because yeah. he's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but at one point, I really, I thought he was going to cover his groin. I'm like. <laughs> Wow, like how painful is this for you? I think Figgins seems to be oddly attracted to Roz. Oh yes, well the um, the lovely and talented bronze Olympic medal winner Roz Washington, like he has this whole, you know, she has her big introduction. Yeah, totally, totally. It's a I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm there for the for the dramatic potential of it, but yeah. it's a hard storyline to get behind. You know, this whole mm-hmm. kind of I, I don't really know what's out to be accomplished, and then my own personal feelings about mm-hmm. you know what that w- like if that was actually a situation in real life. You know, I have certain personal feelings about mm-hmm. that. It's it's a really interesting storyline. I guess I guess that's what it is. I kind of stumbled onto what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm. I don't know how like what's the bigger. St- the, the, what we're trying to say with this storyline? What's the right. statement we're trying to make? How are we really? What are we really supposed to be taking away from this experience right. that Sue is going through? Uh, so I don't know. It's it's weird. And in, and I don't. And this may sound a little in, insensitive, but I feel like the story is storyline is a bit redundant because you have caring Sue for you know you know being. Um, sympathetic and sensitive toward her sister with downs and then Mm -hmm. you have her doing the same thing with becky and now she's going to be doing the same thing with a child of her own so i kind of feel like okay we've 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 seen sue be sweet and caring and mothering and nurturing and and vulnerable i I don't understand why we now have to have this additional storyline so yeah yeah and I, i i don't mean that to be insensitive it's just i i I don't understand the motivation for it. Um, yeah, that's. But it'll be interesting, and I do like to see Sue using channeling her her anger and her drive to um, better the you know f- it, for the good of the Glee team. That's true, and and we did get that great line where Sue said, uh, uh, "Will needs at least one adult friend." Thank like, you. Why am I here? Because Will needs at least one adult friend. <laughs> <laughs> this show is pretty self-aware it has these like randomly self-aware moments it's totally true and and that's where you're like oh okay they're watching it too like they're as confused they as know they're as absurd <laughs> as we think it's so true um so yeah there's that there's not a lot to say about sue at this point except i'm i'm in a very wait and see mm-hmm. on this particular plot line uh and of course the continuing development of the finchel wedding uh, and now Los Angeles has come into the mix, possibly Puck wanting to take Finn to Los Angeles. And um, well, we definitely Puck wanting to, but possibly Finn wanting to go. Yeah. So what uh, 
I'm not really sure where that's going to go. I mean, it, it, I don't know if they're trying to set us up for them breaking up or for Los Angeles becoming a new factor in the mix. Um, I have to lean towards breaking up. I think that that's what we're doing. I think they're setting us up to break them up. Ed, what do you think about uh, Finchel? Do you think they're setting them up for a breakup or they're setting them up for uh, California? Um, I don't, I don't want to commit to that. I don't, I could see it going either way. And with like the glee randomness factor calculated into the equation, I'm, I, I just, I just don't know. It's like, it's like, so probably neither. So like, they'll probably both end up in like Juneau, Alaska or something like for real. <laughs> like Rachel will be offered a part off Broadway. <laughs> off, like, off. <laughs> yeah. That, they're all going to star in a spinoff entitled touring company. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a um, there's a version of the show that goes in every direction. You know, every one of these is an interesting version of what the show could become. Like, like I feel like next. for them, I feel like they're not showing their cards. Like the writers themselves are not showing the cards yeah. as to what's happening in season four, like purposefully. Maybe because they don't entirely know, or maybe because they don't like they're just exploring ideas like they're like they're gonna like every episode they're gonna throw out an idea from a character and see how people <laughs> respond to it and they're like okay the most people seemed okay with this direction oh so. my god you're so right that is how it feels sometimes doesn't it that they're like well the the blogs really seem to like this one so let's just chase that for a little while yeah, I, I mean it's it's as possible as anything else they're like well, well it's it's kind of like we're on the Glee project, but we're the judges, and they're they're the, their their ideas are the contestants, and they all the ideas would be fine, but they just like by some random association, they're like, okay, we're going, we're we're the the general public will pick one, and that's the one will ha- that will happen. <laughs> so we're in our third season of a workshop of a show. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> we're in the third season. Like Smash got here last week, yeah. and we're in the third season of it. Yeah, um, you know that I do think though one of my favorite moments of the episode was uh, when Finn said. I just need you to be really sure that you're in love with me and not who you want me to be. Cause I think in large part, that's like, that's one of the issues we have with Finchel is Mm -hmm. she, I don't think that Rachel, I don't get the sense that Rachel really loves Finn for who Finn kind of is, you know, a small Mm -hmm. town guy with small town ambitions who, you know, probably could play in a really good cover band on the weekends, but really, you know, is going to be happiest working in his father's shop and, and raising a couple kids and, uh, and, and having a nice life in Lima, Ohio. I, I really think that's who Finn is. And yet I think that everyone, including Kurt, as Kurt said earlier, everybody kind of wants Finn to be this rock star who I really just don't think that Finn is a rock star. I think that Finn is a really great small town guy. Uh, and that's a great thing to be. You know, John Mellencamp wrote records about that. Uh, but that's not who they are. You know, that's not who Kurt and, and Rachel are. Um, and so I, I, I thought that was a really pure moment uh, uh, in the episode between the two of them. Um, and in and a, and a really pure, I mean, you know, hey, there's there are definitely points in my life where you have to you have to look at, at you know, the person that you're spending a lot of time with and just being this probably isn't right. You know, <laughs> we're having a lot of fun and we're really compatible, but we just want different things in the long term and the big picture. And mm-hmm. and that's a very real thing that couples go through. So, um, so yeah, I really like that aspect of it. I thought that was a neat, that was a neat uh, conversation between the two of them. Uh, but that's pretty much it that I have for the episode. I don't know, Jennifer, any opinions on Finchel before we go? Um, yeah, I think this is just, I, it, I don't know. It's so hard. I mean, if, if the show is going to continue to, um, you know, go in this, you know, random direction, you know, with other people's storylines and okay, yeah, sure. They, they're going to break up, you know, or they're not. I mean, it's just, it's hard to predict because it does feel like, you know, if you think it's reasonable for this to happen and then it doesn't, well then all bets are off with everything else. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely going to build up to a big season finale cliffhanger of, you know, them <laughs> calling off the engagement and them, you know, maybe taking time apart to to assess what they really do want from the relationship. And if they're just, you know, if she's just not using him, but if she's just depending too heavily on him for moral support and not doing the same for him. And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just like, I was so let down by this episode after, you know, eight weeks of waiting for something really kind of special. You had so Uh, much time to get it together. (laughs) I know. I know. So, um, yeah, my prediction though is it's just gonna it, it's gonna lead up to a season finale where their you know their relationship is in question. Mm. I don't think it's gonna be an immediate breakup. I don't think it's gonna be an immediate decision one way or the other. But I can definitely see the wedding being put on hold and you know them taking time to reflect. Uh, Ed, any final words about uh, Finchel and the episode? I just want everyone to be happy. Is that yeah. so wrong? No, it's not. No. Well, I mean, hey, the good thing we know is like in real life, they're they're happy together. I mean, I think Josh is right that take this take this date down, Josh. Um, <laughs> Josh is right. I think that, I'm going to do a shot. <laughs> right, right. Um, that that they're they're so their goals in life are different. That that doesn't mean they're not right for each other. They're just not right right now for each other well i mean there just comes to be a point where um you know like just because you're just because two people seem perfect for each other sometimes the timing's wrong and sometimes they just don't or sometimes the timing's only right right now and it won't be in a couple years and that's kind of how i feel about you know where they're at um life you know life is long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it goes on for a while. So, you know, I, where you are now isn't where you're going to, it might not be where you're going to be in 20 or 30 years. Uh, and I, and the, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. I, overall, like, you, you never asked me at the beginning, but it's fine. That I thought the episode was pretty good. Like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, I'm, I'm not upset by it at all. Maybe, maybe I should be, but I thought it was okay. Like, it was just, it was a solid, filler episode maybe like i don't know maybe my standards are low but <laughs> but i i do really like i did, like there was enough interesting moments and the songs were there i mean i could have used a group number i mean i complained about that yeah. but now I now, I now, totally now, now that. i'm like no give them back i was wrong please Ron murphy forgive me <laughs> but you're right i mean i think you're exactly right ed it was a really good i mean as far as filler episodes go Episodes that kind of get us from point A to point B. I think this was a really strong one mm-hmm. in the broad scheme of things. It, and again, if this episode was next week, I'll just I'll watch it next week, and I'm gonna read Pretend a whole bunch of fan fiction is, about. Really I'm gonna sit down tonight. I'm gonna write a whole bunch of fan fiction about yeah, write, write uh, Quinn in the, the episode that should have been in between. Here. Exactly, it's gonna be awesome. And uh, and then you know, and obviously, I'm going to write fan fiction about the promo for the next episode where Brittany talks about their sex date. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that was totally just because they want higher ratings, which yeah. I guess isn't a well, bad thing, I suppose. they should write better shows. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I got my hopes up way too much. This happened mm. to me after the season finale last year. <laughs> it happened to me. Yeah, it wasn't the, return, wasn't the return episode Night of Neglect or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> seriously. That was a letdown. No, they, yeah. need, they need, okay, next season or this season, whichever, and, and they, it's right. Uh, you guys were right at the beginning. That's the eight episodes to the end of the season. All so right. No, no breaks. Wow. Woo-hoo! And right. then are they, are they really do need to do what I suggested last week where everyone gets strep throat and Tina has to be the only one to perform and like an entire set. That would be awesome because it you just know- needs to happen. And she's like, and like the, the explanation was being like, I she's like, I knew this day would come. I practiced every single group number just in case. <laughs> and then we find out that she actually, you know, somehow gave them all a virus so that they all lost their voice. It's awesome. I mean, it's a it's a sad case when the waitress at Breadsticks gets more lines than half of the Glee. <laughs> That's true. The 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 
the Glee contestant. She's like the same they? waitress they always have. I know, but Sid it's Savini. like Sam didn't get a line. Mercedes didn't. Sam yeah. like fist pumped at one point, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah, did. He, he did. did. <laughs> Tina didn't get a line. A couple funny things that people are bringing up in the chat room before we go. The Margaret Thatcher dog was adorable. <laughs> yes. uh, the acting class was pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you writing this down? Not uh, if this is true. Yeah, this is, <laughs> that's the worst advice. That's so wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Tina playing a dead body in the uh, in the NCIS <laughs> scene was pretty awesome because it's kind of symbolic yep. of her experience on the show. Uh, if you go online, you can actually find the audition tape that Blaine and Cooper See, shot. Everyone, everyone's clamoring for the Rachel Finn spinoff. But what, what what the writers have really been working on in secret in secret dark layers they don't tell anyone about is the <laughs> Tina spinoff. There you go. Yes. Uh, Ed, would you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? Yes. This time, because I never hit up other countries, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a country a week for a while. Anyways. All right. So we're hitting up some Canada because Canadians are cool. Canadians are people too. Aww. <laughs> uh, so yes, thank you. Yes, you are. <laughs> Yes, they are. Shirley Chong, Twilight, Love Sandy, Adina Levin, Ed Tell, Thems D's, Jessica Ransom, Chaldea, Jen1979, Kate, uh, Kate Guest22, I hope there's more. Okay, number, uh, Michelle Gleek, I am, I am yours, proudly so, Lime with a Spice, Jennifer Swats, Raiders62, Mel2787, Cat Kemp, Kenzie the Gleek, Rainbow Gondola Rider, and Lice Parody. Thank you much for the reviews. Very nice. Awesome. Well, uh, all interesting names in there. That's about it for us. Yeah, lots of interesting. Um, if you want to go to the website, you can find us at gleefulpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. And on Facebook, just search for Gleeful Podcast and you will find us there. Uh, we usually record on Wednesdays at 7 or 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. Follow us on Twitter and you can get the details on how to Yeah, but it, it happens just often enough that we don't do that that you can't rely on that. Yeah, you just can't rely on it, unfortunately. We, we've never been able to nail down a time. Uh, but for the Cleveland Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Ed. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Uh, <laughs> a story with that. So I just realized we got awesome voicemails and I totally forgot to play them. So uh, we're just going to tack them on the end here. Here are a couple of my favorite voicemails from the week. Let's start with Marie. Hi, Gleeful Podcasters. This is Marie from Atlanta. My three-word review is way too easy. Like, Blaina's brother, I felt that was resolved too easily. Sue, too easily. Um... I did like the Quinn storyline. I definitely did that one best, in my opinion, although I did kind of want to smack Quinn a couple of times, especially when she was talking about how texting and walking is how she started. Like, it was an addiction or something. Like, that was just dumb. But, um, yeah, I didn't like it overall, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Bye. Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed, it is Betsy, otherwise known as Theater Knitter. Um, so, yay, Glee is back. Yay, Glee is back. However, we came back on an incredibly weak episode. Like, I kind of left the room about three times. Um, because we have again taken what should be this really, really emotional storyline for Quinn, and we said, no, 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 I'm great. I'm okay. And, I, and I'm going to be great. And they did that again. So, whatever. Um, and we had this storyline of Blaine and his brother, which, did we need it? And did we need 
three songs sung by Blaine. Not really necessary, kind of unneeded. However, uh, I did like the little interaction between Artie and Quinn. I thought that was great. And I will say one thing in Blaine's defense was pretty much what made the episode better. And I'll say it in um, five words, I think, which would be more shower scenes for Blaine. So that would be my five-word synopsis. Um, have a great week. Bye-bye. I called it. I called it. She's in a wheelchair, and her and Artie are friends, and they went up a ramp, and it was so cute. They were so adorable. <laughs> so this is Sarah and Caitlin, and Sarah hasn't stopped that since the episode aired. Two Quarty songs. Two. Yeah, but that didn't seem like enough. Blaine got three. You know, I was hoping we'd see some immediate aftermath of Quinn's accident, how they found out or a song in the hospital. Instead, we had her in the background of a Blaine plot. Now, I love Blaine, but thanks to Ryan Murphy's lack of continuity, he has next year, too. We have so many plot lines strapped up for the seniors, so this could have waited. Maybe even been an arc next year. And my headcanon for Cooper was so much better. A protective, smart alley key guy who practically raised Blaine and made lots of jokes about his height and love life. Instead, the writers gave us an extremely cliche, overshadow brother, and now he's in a rage. This is the maddest he's ever been, and oh, the brother's sorry he didn't get it, but now he does, and we're okay, hooray. But it just created drama, which we didn't need. Quit was in a car accident. She's in a wheelchair, which I called. Well, we can't wait to hear your thoughts on the show's return. P.S. Matt Bomer should be a Disney prince. She was fangirling the entire episode. Hey, don't make me bring up your reaction to shirtless Darren Chris. Bye. I thought.